Well, praise the Lord, everybody. We're glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Why don't we just give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Give him some honor right now. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your presence and your power, your spirit. That's in this house today. We come to honor and bless your name. You're a great and mighty God, and we give you great praise. Amen. What an honor it is to be with you today, to worship God with you. And thank you, Brother Townley, for the opportunity to be here and the privilege. Appreciate and love him. Amen. Been looking forward to this working out. And uh, God does all things well. He does them right. Amen. His timing is perfect. Never too late, never too early. Amen. I just believe he's a God that's in control of everything. Amen. It's certainly an honor to be here. Give honor to Brother Sister Townley, their family, Brother Spell. And I'll try to get with Sister Risa about that and make that right about. Amen. I'll talk to Brother Ben about that. That's what I'm. Amen. And Brother Bryant, God bless you. Such a pleasure to meet you. I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Thankful to have my daughter with me. I regret my wife couldn't be here today. Amen. But I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. There is nothing I value more than just feeling the presence of God. Amen. Because in his presence, amen, you can, you can walk in your world turned upside down in one moment in his presence. Changes everything. Amen. It will change your perspective, change everything about it. I'm so thankful for the presence of the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bible this morning, I'm reading from the book of John chapter number 5. Now, I will confess I did not ask... Uh, Pastor, what time you normally get out, but I promise you I will be as brief as possible regardless of how long that takes me today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 5 and verse number 5. The Bible said, And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time. Someone say a long time. A long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Amen. I want to preach today for the help with the help of the Holy Ghost for just the next few moments, this subject of this title. Amen. A long time case and an on time God. Amen. Amen. A long time case and an on time God. Would you lift your hands and your voice with me right now and let's ask the Holy Ghost to talk to us. Lord. I thank you for your presence and your power, your anointing, your spirit that is in this house. God, I'm asking that you again would anoint the ministry of your word. Your word is life changing, it's faith producing, it's hope awakening. And I pray, God, that you would minister in this house today for the honor and the glory of your name. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, can we clap our hands? And give him some praise in this house right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. In this particular passage of scripture, it is the time of the feast of the Jews or the celebration of the Passover. And Jesus, like many others, has come to Jerusalem. But I, I find it somewhat interesting that Jesus does not 
go to the synagogue. His verse visit is not to the palace, but he goes to the hurting and the hopeless, which was an indication of his design on coming to our world. The Bible said he came to seek and to save the lost, to bind up the wounded, the brokenhearted. So he goes to a pool called Bethesda that is located by the sheep market where sheep are kept and sold and bought and traded. But he's not there to buy any sheep, but he's there to minister, amen, to someone. He walks up to the pool to find a host of helpless humanity. And the Bible indicates that residing within the shadow of the five porches, there are three distinct groups of people. There are the blind, then there are the halt or the lame, and the third group is the withered, those that had particular members of their body that are non-functioning or paralyzed. They are the mentioned because they are the least able to help themselves into the water. Thus, they would lie the longest waiting in the porches. Victims of such afflictions took the pains to come far. Some of them had to be carried and transported there, and they waited for a cure. The Bible said they waited for the moving of the water. They would lie and wait for that moment when the waters would be troubled and stirred. For the angel went down at a certain season and would begin to trouble the water. And whoever was the first in the pool was made whole of whatever disease or affliction that they had. Understand it was the angel that stirred the water, but it was left up to that diseased individual to get themselves in the pool. It reminds me so much of how God operates. He will furnish the miracle. Amen. He will back up his word. But you and I must furnish the faith and the action. I discovered a long time ago, God's not going to do everything for me. But if I will do what I can, when I've reached my extremities, he will pick up from there and do what I cannot do. I believe we could sum up the entire word of God with a simple yet powerful phrase. If you will, God will. You're not waiting on God today. God's waiting on you. He's already given you his word, his promise, and it's back by the honor of his name all you gotta do is respond to what he has already promised he would do I feel the Holy Ghost here right now Hallelujah. One of the people by the pool was the man, this man that had a serious medical condition. His infirmity left him incapable of using his limbs. And Jesus found him by the pool waiting on the waters to be troubled, waiting to get in so he could be healed. The Bible is unclear, however, about how long the man had been lying by the pool. But it does state that when Jesus saw him, that he knew that that this man had been a long time in that case or in that condition. And Jesus simply asked him, Wilt thou or do you want to be made whole? It seems like an unusual and unnecessary and elementary question to ask someone who's been lame for 38 years, would you like to be healed? Amen. Why would the Lord ask such a question? Simply because God will not override your will. He will not do something that you don't want him to do. I hope I don't get in trouble here today. If I do, it's been great knowing you and being with you. 
But believe it or not, I have known people in my life that actually prefer to stay in their present situation that is known and familiar rather than risk the possibility of what is involved in coming out and being delivered. Some would rather have the attention that comes with the affliction than the hope that comes with the healing. They thrive on the negativities in their life. They live for everything that's going wrong. Amen. But Jesus said, I want to know, are you tired of being sick? Are you tired of being lame? Are you ready for a change in your life? Amen. Are you tired of the condition that you're in? I'm willing to help you, but you got to get tired of where you are you got to be ready for a change, amen, and your situation. And this man said, I have nobody to help me. And while I'm trying to get in, someone steps in ahead of me. You can hear the despair and discouragement in his voice. The man had been there so long. He had failed too many times to get in the pool. He'd become so disillusioned by the water and so discouraged by his condition that he failed to recognize that the one that made the water and the one that could heal his body was standing right next to him inviting him into a miracle moment. He had been such a long time in that case and the longevity of his situation I feel had worn down his hope of ever being healed. Time held him captive but Jesus said to him, sir take up your bed and walk and then without any angels in attendance without a ripple in the water. The Bible said immediately, the man took up his bed and began to walk. It was his time. It was his moment when time held him captive, when time had worked against him. What he could not do in 38 years, Jesus did in one powerful moment because it doesn't matter how long you've been sick, how long you've been away from God, how long you've been in the struggle, how long you've been in the battle. Your long time case is no match for the power of an on time God. God can heal you now. God can work a miracle now. God can deliver you even at this moment. I feel a victory in this house for somebody. Time can be a great friend. It can be a great friend. It can be a cruel enemy. Somebody said time's a great healer, but it's a lousy beautician. Amen. It sure hasn't helped me any. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing to have on your side when you're trying to accomplish a goal or build a relationship, but it can have a counter effect when something you're praying for and something you want seems to never happen. When you feel like you are stuck between the promise of God and the performance of God. And in those moments of waiting, in those moments of uncertainty, you must not and cannot allow your faith to waver. You've got to remind yourself of this one forgotten and over time, uh, sometimes uh, overlooked fact that God is not bound nor restricted by time. God is eternal. 
He's the creator of time. It was under his watch that time started ticking. He didn't watch the first sunrise. He spoke it into being. It was his incarnation that divided time from B.C. to A.D. It will be God that declares that time shall be no more. Therefore, the same element you feel trapped in and the same element you feel like is working against you, God holds in the palm of his hand. He tells the sun when to come up. He beckons the moon out of hiding. There is even a biblical instance in which a man stood in a valley and said, sun stand still, moon did not rise. And the Bible said that the sun did not go down for about a whole day. God stopped time to secure a victory for Israel. What are you saying? I'm saying if God can do that, amen, he can do what he needs to in order to supply your need and to come through for you. What I want to tell somebody is what has or has not happened in 38 years has no bearing on what God can do for you right now. He's not the great I once was. Or he would say, I can't do it anymore. He's not the great I will be. Or he would say, check back with me later. But he's the great I am, ever present, right now. And because he's a I am God, not a I was or a I will be, but because he is the I am, thus your long time situation is no match for him. God wants somebody to know because I'm ever present, it's not too late for me to heal your body. It's not too late for me to save your family. It's not too late for me to supply your need. It's never too late for divine intervention I feel something powerful in this house right now Oh, somebody ought to praise him somebody ought to give God some worship in this house I'm trying to hurry. While God is in full control of time, he's going to make himself subject to your faith. What are you saying? I'm saying he won't do it if you don't want him to. He can't do it if you don't believe him for it. Unbelief is the one thing that stops God in his tracks. It boxes God in. It limits the God that has no limits. But when he comes into an atmosphere as this, that it's charged by the power of prayer and the power of worship, and the power of faith. The miraculous is simply inevitable. God cannot show up and things remain the same. It did not matter that the woman in Mark chapter 5 had an issue of blood for 12 years. She touched the hem of his garment and immediately was made whole. It didn't matter that the woman in Luke chapter 13 had an infirmity for 18 years and could not stand up straight. The Bible said the Lord touched her and immediately she was made straight. It didn't matter that Abraham was a hundred and Sarah was naughty. They still gave birth to a promised child. It did not matter that Lazarus had been in the grave for four days. Jesus called him by his name and he come walking out of his tomb. I'm telling somebody your long time need, your long time situation is no match for him. God can do it right now. Anybody need 
need a right now miracle. Anybody need a today God and a divine? My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. There is one word that leaps off the pages of the Bible to me. And every time I read that word, it changes everything. Amen. It's the word immediately. Immediately the leper was cleansed. Immediately Jesus caught him. Immediately they begin to see. Immediately the fever left her. Immediately he walked. Immediately all the doors were open. I feel like telling somebody God is about to bring an immediate answer to a long time situation my question is how are you going to respond when it's your time? Are you going to say, I've been here so long. Amen. I've been, I've been here so long. I've been here 38 years. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen God come through yet. Or will you say, today is my day. I'm rolling up the bed mat. I'm leaving the pool because God's going to do something for me right now. I'm going to take it one step further. If you knew in the next few moments that God was going to answer your prayer, heal your body, work a miracle, work in your family, how would you respond to him right now? How would you worship him if you knew that while you were at his house, he was working at your house, that while you were praising him, he was performing the miraculous Somebody ought to go ahead and let him do it. You ought to praise him like it's already done. You ought to worship him like he's moving right now. How would you, is that how you'd praise him if he just did that miracle for you? It's not time for I remember when faith. It's time for some now faith. Now God can work. Now I can receive the Holy Ghost. Now I can be healed. I feel faith in this house. I feel a miracle in this place right now. Hallelujah. God has already given to some of you a word of what he's going to do for you. You could be just moments away from it coming to pass. Oh, I think I lost somebody right there. I said you could be just moments away. At this exact moment, God can heal that sickness and disease. I need one or two people of faith to help me. At this exact moment, you can repent of your sin. Be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of those sin and receive the Holy Ghost. At this exact moment, God can give you victory. God can bless you. God can turn the battle. God 
can put your mind at ease. Don't limit him. Loose him right now. I wonder if there's anybody in this house. I don't want you to clap because your neighbor is. But I want to know how many of you really believe that Jesus healed the man at the pool. I think that's everybody. How many of you really believe that the Lord's coming again? I think that's everybody. Well, if you got faith for something that he did 2,000 years ago and you got faith for something he's going to do in the future, why not pull the faith from your past and the faith from your future into this Sunday morning service right now and say, now faith is a substance of things hoped for. I can't see it yet, but I believe God for it. While you're speaking his name right now, the Holy Ghost can move on your behalf. While you're worshiping him, come on, you ought to let your faith go right now. The normal restrictions of time do not apply to God. Prove it to me, okay? Isaiah 65, and it shall come to pass that before you call me, I will answer. And while you are yet speaking, I will hear you. God is saying, before you get it out of your mouth, I've already done it. Before you can finish telling me what the mountain is, I've moved it out of the way. While you're on your way, while you're getting ready, and you're bending your knee, I'm already moving it out of the way. Before you get my name out of your mouth, I've already done the work. I will move for you. That means God's big enough to heal you before you can get to this altar right now. He's big enough to fill you with the Holy Ghost before you can get your feet in the aisle. He's big enough to give you victory before you even dance right now. If you believe, God will work a miracle for you. Somebody needs to seize the moment right now. Come on, let's lift our voice. Let's lift our hands and let's worship God right now. I'm asking that person right now that needs a right now miracle, that believes God can do it even now. I'm asking you to take a step of faith right now. I'm asking you to move in the Holy Ghost. I'm asking you to respond to God. You're not waiting on me. Amen. You're not waiting on the preacher. God's waiting on you right now. If I were you and believe that God could heal me, amen, I'd make a move right now. If I were you and believe that God could work a miracle in my family, I'd make a move right now. If I were you and believe that even now, immediately, God can move that mountain. God can answer my prayer. God can move. I just respond in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. 
Come on, that's it. Just praise him and just worship him. The ministry of this church. We're going to move to this altar. We're going to pray. And God's going to move right now. In the name of Jesus, regardless of how long I've been sick, I believe you can heal me even now. Regardless of how long I've been dealing with this situation, I believe you can fix it right now. Regardless, oh God, hallelujah, oh, of how big this mountain is, I believe you can move it even now. That's it. Stretch your hands. Stretch your faith. We're going to pray. The ministry's going to move to this altar. We're going to pray for you. I want you to believe God right now. A divine. I want you to pray in faith. I wish the eyes of faith could see something you can't even see yet. Hallelujah in the physical. But God can do it for you right now. <laughs> 